All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Um, crazy Super Bowl. Uh, sucks that there's no football until September now. It's always the uh, the downside to it. But overall, successful year. First, uh, first season doing the pod. So, I don't know. I feel like it was pretty successful. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to kind of talking post-Super Bowl now. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I've, you know, this, these past couple of days, I've been flipping around to like old pods. Uh, a lot of them are, you know, trying to listen to like what the takes were on, on Tampa Bay and things like that, such nature that we've had throughout the year. And, you know, Jeff was on earlier in the year and what his take was. And Andrew Brash was on earlier in the year, what his take was. And um, that was kind of fun. And just going back and I'm like, man, it was a really good time just trying to predict the season in general. You know, it's, that's the funnest thing about football. You know, the off season's actually, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, I've always heard people say that the NBA off season's better than the actual season and the NFL season's better than the off season, but the NFL off season is actually really fun. It really is. It sucks that it's, it's so long because we have such a drought. Like we're not going to see an organized football game till at least mid August with preseason, you know? So it sucks, but, uh, off-season storylines, baby. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's talk about this one. Uh, Russell Wilson It's being reported. Um, a lot of different outlets are talking about it now that Russell Wilson potentially wants out of being a Seahawk. Um, when asked about being frustrated with the Seahawks organization, he says, I'm frustrating with being hit. What's your take? What's your initial reaction? Um, gun to the head is Russell Wilson a Seahawk. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about here, but yeah. we're, we'll just go and make it short and sweet. Yeah, um, I, I don't think he leaves in the middle of a contract. It would have to be uh, once the one he's currently under ends. But um, I remember, you know, not too many years ago, I was, you know, before the podcast. Obviously, I was a big advocate that he was going to be a New York Giant um, when Eli Manning was leaving, when they still had Odell Beckham Jr. and I think it was their first year with Saquon Barkley, and they still had Eli. I thought they would pull the trigger. I thought it made sense for Russell Westbrook to go to New, or Westbrook, sorry, Russell Wilson to go to New York, kind of build his brand. Um, his wife, uh, Sierra, she's a, a musician. You know, it would be better for her business probably to live in a city like New York or Los Angeles. So when you look at like maybe the Giants and the Jets. You know, I think it would be fun potentially to imagine maybe a saying where Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson are the two quarterbacks in New York. But um, as far as where he would go or where he fits, you know, that's a whole other story. But I've always been under the belief that Russell Wilson was much bigger than Seattle. And now that, you know, the team's starting to fall apart around him, you know, the new thing in sports is if it's not what I want, I'll go get what I want somewhere else. You know, that's just how it works. So I think the day and age of the the Tim Duncans, you know, and the Kobe Bryants staying with their same team, the Dirk Nowitzki's, I don't think that, I don't think that's the standard anymore. I think people are willing to move, and I think in the next coming years, I don't think he finishes in Seattle. I think he definitely moves. Yeah, I mean, his career is very similar to. Uh, it hasn't taken the same trajectory, but it's very similar to Tom Brady's in the sense that. Like he came in, he was immediately on a contending team with a good coach. 
and he obviously he obviously um, experienced success very early. He went to back to back Super Bowls, obviously won one of them. But now, the t- the thing that made him good, the running game and the defense, they're gone, and he has ascended, you know. And uh, people look at the Seahawks as being carried by by Russell Wilson, and that's much how the Patriots were looked at during the 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 mid two thousands, you know, your two thousand nine, ten, eleven seasons. Sorry. And, uh, you know, Russ has his own brand, like you said. I mean, he's the reason that team's as good as they are. And if they're not willing to or able to put things around him to succeed, the league's changed too much that people don't put up with that anymore, you know? And you can hate on those players all you want, but I promise you that if you clocked into work today, you know, you're listening to this and you clocked into work this morning and, you talk about how, you know, there's things about your job that you like. Maybe you are respected, but there's things that you're not respected. Maybe your compensation, maybe it's your money. Maybe it's, you don't get enough vacation time, or maybe you think you're better than a guy that's getting paid more than you. Don't tell me you don't want better. Don't tell me you're not like, well, I think I deserve more. Or maybe I should go look for another job. Why can't Russell Wilson do that? But because he signed a $150 million contract. So what? I mean, that's just, that's the terms of the deal. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Russ, there's a market out there for him. Okay. A multiple picks. Obviously there's a lot to, to go over there and there's a lot of good fits, but gun to the head. You think that he's not a Seahawk long term for his career, but you do think he finishes out his contract. Yeah. And um, I think Russ and Pete and that organization maybe have an understanding to where, you know, maybe he lets them know a year out so they can try and get something for him, uh, trade value and things like that. But um, I just think that it, it always made sense for Russell to go to a bigger market. And there's at least 25 teams that would go for Russell Wilson. I mean, maybe yeah. you have some teams that have their young stud that aren't coming off of them. But Russell Wilson, you know, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think, like, when you talk about it, his name's always going to be in there. So we'll see. They have a, a year or two to maybe draft or acquire some people around him. But, you know, the division's not getting any easier, you know, with, especially with Matt Stafford coming over and the Cardinals seem to be on the rise. So I think there's a lot to be said for that, too. But Russell, Russell Wilson, I, I think he leaves Seattle. I think it's the best division in football. You make a really good point there, obviously. Um, you know, the division around him is getting better. I let me say this. Russell Wilson is a Seahawk in this coming season as long as he doesn't request a trade. Saying that you're unhappy with getting hit is telling your team, get me some better linemen. Get me a running game. You're making your voice heard. He hasn't pulled, he has he hasn't pulled into Sean Watson and said, This is a terrible organization. I want out. Because I don't think Russ truly believes it's a terrible organization. I mean, they did win a Super Bowl while he was there. And they went to a second one, you know? Depending on what you think, they were a couple yards away from winning it, you know? Um, I don't know. I think that... uh, I think as of right now, I think it's an overreaction. We're talking about it because it's a story, but I think it's an overreaction. I think it's just like him venting his his concerns. You know, if Aaron Rodgers would have said last year, I have nobody to throw to, maybe the Packers would have drafted a wide receiver. You know what I mean? 
it, yeah. is, is is Russ getting to that point? I don't know. I think it's a little. It, it's definitely and it's a weird comment that he says he's sick of getting hit. You know, um, I do find it strange that this comes right after they got rid of his offensive coordinator, in which Russ had his best season. I may, maybe it's an overreaction in terms of he's gone next two years. He's out of there. But essentially, it's like Russell Wilson doesn't say these things. I know he I know. had to have he had to have said them privately, and it's got to the point to now he's saying it publicly, which means if something's not done, the trajectory is towards him leaving the Seattle Seahawks. That's what I think everybody take you know looks at. And I guess your answer to this question is: Do you think the Seahawks fix their problems, or is it too much for us to overcome? They don't have a first round pick. So they can't they even draft a stud. Right. And it's like the the people that they're using those first round picks to acquire are on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the Seahawks had a pretty big decline in the second half of the season. Russell yeah. Westbrook's MVP, you know, finally going to get some Wilson. votes. Felt, or, I keep saying Westbrook. Sorry. Yeah, but his MVP season, you know, that he was supposed to get his first couple votes and maybe win, went down into the tank. And it's it overall frustration. <laughs> yeah. And it's overall frustration. And if the 49ers turn this thing around and the Rams are just as good as Matt Stafford, and we see the Seahawks potentially miss out on the playoffs next year. That's you know. what it that's what it would take, in my opinion, to have it blown up. They'd have to miss the playoffs. And I think they're just too good to miss the playoffs. As bad as they were at times this year, especially defensively, they're so good in a lot of other ways obviously offensively throwing the football. They were as good as anybody really until the second half, they really started to taper off. Uh, they could use some healthier backs throughout the year. And I think that would probably helped out, but they're not missing the playoffs. At least I don't, I don't think, but again, I did say their division's the best in football. And I believe that. So uh, anything else on Russ for now? Nope. Right. He'd probably look good in black and yellow though. You think so? Red, white, and blue. Everybody looks good in red, white, and blue. Let's go, baby. <laughs> um, I don't want to beat up this game too much. I mean, everybody's either watched it or seen their fair share of highlights or heard their opinions, but uh, Bucks, kansas City, Super Bowl recap. Um, story of the game is 100% Todd Bowles, what the defensive line was able to do to a very beat-up offensive line. And uh, the Bucks offense didn't make a lot of mistakes and, and scored when they needed to. They went 31-9. to any reactions you have from the game that you want to share? Um, no, I guess uh, it was super obvious the whole game that the Bucks' offensive line and defensive line just completely dominated. Yeah. Um, and from that point on, I mean, I, I can't imagine people thinking that it negatively impacts Patrick Mahomes. I mean, some of the throws and things he was making with his wide receivers dropping the ball – and maybe some of you have seen the stat, maybe some of you haven't. But behind the line of scrimmage, before throwing the football and before being sacked, he ran for 497 yards in that game. That's just remarkable. Um, a lot of people will say, well, hey, the Bucks, they just showed the blueprint on how to stop the Chiefs. Man, you got to have the personnel, too. Like, you can't just play that defense with anybody. The Bucks, I think anybody would put their vote for best front seven on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then they drafted Winfield Jr., who had a shot for defensive rookie of the year. And then on offense, 
Brady made no mistakes. Brady made absolutely no mistakes. When when the defense wasn't playing lights out, when they got the ball back, he'd move field position. And when they made plays, he made points out of it. Um, I do think it's funny, worth note, saying that Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Gronk, A.B., and Ryan Suckup were accountable for all 31 of their points, and they were not on the Buccaneers last year. So I do want to say I know the simplified story is Brady came to the worst franchise ever and won it. But essentially Brady did. And then he was like, let me handpick a few guys. And he orchestrated an amazing, amazing job on offense. He played clean football. He did what he had to do. He didn't have to be Superman at times. He was this season, but all season long, he did exactly what he had to do. The defense did what they didn't need to do. And the biggest problem is that, they're going to be here next year, too. So, I mean, this Tampa Bay team is scary. We knew they had the talent all year. Me and Jeff always talked about it. A lot of times, benefit of the doubt, we left them in the top 10 in our hierarchy Absolutely. simply because we knew what they were capable of. And this. We knew we were, they were capable of this. Correct. And I, I believe mean, everybody we ne- did. We never took them out of the Super Bowl bubble, ever. Right. We really never and, did. And I still think that if they would have won 31-24, 31-21, like we would have been like, you know, it was a good game, but they lost the turnover battle. But to not let the Chiefs score one touchdown, I just, it was, I feel like there was a lot of people like me who after halftime, they're like, you know what, let's see what happens in the second half. The Chiefs came out and punted and the Buccaneers just marched right down the field. And you're just kind of sitting in your chair or couch looking around at people in your room and just like, it's over. Like the yeah. Super Bowl is over. To be able to eliminate the Chiefs mid-third quarter, it was an absolute performance I don't think anyone saw coming. And uh, quite honestly, it was amazing to watch. I feel like the only people who didn't enjoy the Super Bowl just truly to their core can't stand Tom Brady. But for him to win his seventh, for the team to win – You know, it's worth mentioning that, you know, Bruce Arians, in terms of pioneer coaching, he has uh, two women and uh, a mix of both white and a lot of African-American coaches. So in terms of that endeavor that the league's trying to promote, it was really cool to see. And I don't know, after the game was over and you're just watching the teams kind of celebrate and Brady with his family and, and, you know, Gronk being Gronk and. Mike Evans and all that. There was a lot of people I supported on the Bucks, and it, it was just kind of cool. You know, if the Steelers weren't going to win it, why not Tampa? So um, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. And, um, yeah, that's about all I have from the game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, something you alluded to, you know, a lot of the a lot of the pieces, everybody that scored in the game wasn't a Buck last year. It, the, the Bucks had a very good football team last year. They were hampered by um, – Turnovers. Instant. I don't want to say. I don't want to Instant. say. I don't want to say poor QB play because they. I think he threw for a lot of 30. thirty and thirty, but he threw for a ton of yards too. So I don't want to say like poor QB, but they saw they turned the ball over way too much, way too much. Like as we alluded to in the preseason, I mean, Winston had thirty-five alone, not mention anybody else, and that's not successful. You can't win in this league doing that. You know, even if you're as good as you are, Camp Bay was as taking the ball away. But the, one of the biggest things that happened for this team is bringing in Gronk. And even at that he wasn't the um, the all-pro level caliber player we've known him to be in the past, 
when you come into a, an organization that's um, on the rise, they're not there, but they're on the rise. Like everybody knew Tampa could be something. There's a reason Tom Brady picked them. Okay. Uh, and you get a new leader. Not everybody just wants to start following that leader. It's like you working for a job. You know, I've used this analogy earlier. I'll use it again. You're working for a job and your, your manager that you thought was a great guy. He had his issues. Everybody knew he had his issues, but he was a good guy. Everybody loved him. The fans loved him. The customers love him, whoever. And then he gets fired and they bring in another guy who has a ton of success. He has a great track record, but I mean, he ain't you. He's not part of this organization. He's had success, but that was a different place. You're coming here now. Can you still have the success? Can you still gain that leadership? And I think the one thing that Tom probably realized, if I could get one guy, just one, to come in here and tell everybody that what I am saying makes sense, it would be a win. And who else? You know, obviously Julian Alvin wasn't available. They got the guy that was retired, you know. And I think that's probably Gronk's biggest quality is if anything that Tom says, Gronk's like, dude, it works, you know. And obviously AB comes in a little bit later. And Leonard Fournette, when that first signed, we both said that was a great signing, but he hadn't really produced throughout the year. But this postseason, when asked, he got over five yards a clip. And what more can you ask for, right? Yeah, a lot of people talk about the receiving of Gronk as well. But all year, he was a sixth offensive lineman. I mean, to be able to... Yeah, to be able to have Tristan Wirfs, a rookie, come in at right tackle and just throw Gronk next to him on certain plays. Yeah. It just, what he brought to the table um, Monday through Friday is what you're alluding to. It shouldn't be yeah. underestimated as well. And a guy who kind of knows how to lighten the mood around Brady. He knows the little, you know, the little ins and outs to poke at him and lighten him up too. So I think Gronk was a great, you know, inner, like median, I guess you could say, for the whole organization. It was, yeah. it was so fun one- to watch. The one thing I remember in the offseason, obviously, Colin Guy, you're a Colin Guy. Um, Colin Cowherd said when when Gronk was signed to the Bucks, he goes, I need him to do one thing for $10 million to be worth it. He goes, I need him to make a big playoff catch. One big playoff catch. And he hadn't done it in the Washington game. He hadn't done it in the Saints game. He hadn't done it in the Green Bay game. I'm not trying to say he exploded, but six for 67 and two touchdowns was more than anybody was probably considering. Yeah, Gronk I would tight end. That's... He, he, he was honestly, he was the best tight end in the field, and that's saying something because Kelsey was on the other side. Um, just his blocking this game, uh, his clutch catches. Yeah, I mean, defensive, uh, defensive output for sure. Tom Brady adds to his already incredible resume. But uh, let's that wraps up the the 2021 season, man, or 2020 season. And also, as much as we're talking about the Bucks, and you know they're coming back next year, this in no means ends the Kansas City Chiefs. They are still a massive problem, and I don't want people to think. I honestly think um, I, I saw I saw this as an interesting take that that it's kind of humbling for Patrick Mahomes. He's really had no forks and like no roadblocks. We've in said that NFL, in the past, since he's, yeah. Yeah, since he started. And even the big games he lost, the AFC Championship game to the Patriots, he had a lead with under two minutes left in the game and then just never got the ball back. It was nothing yeah. he could do, you know, and he's put up like 31 points that game. So Patrick Mahomes, this is the first time, you know, but watching some of those incompletions, the things he was able to do, it was just, it was absolutely incredible, but 
let's not just think that the Chiefs are are gone from this. They they've made it to an AFC Championship game and then three two straight Super Bowls, three straight AFC Championship games. Chiefs are still a massive problem for everyone not named the Chiefs. Great. I mean, perfect way to segue into this next one. Um, I want to talk a little bit of 2021 season. Uh, our way too early predictions for the AFC and NFC championship games. Um, for me, alluding to what you just said, the Chiefs got one more season before Patrick Mahomes' cap starts to expand. And at that point, changes need to potentially be made. But as of right now, not yet. Chiefs will be back in the AFC championship game next year. As far as who's with them, there's a lot of things to be determined, but we're talking way too early. There's a reason we're calling this the way too early. I'm going Tennessee. I think what Tennessee is able to, the problems Tennessee has are very fixable, and I think that can potentially get them there um, in the AFC. Who is your AFC way too early for next year? I think the rematch. Um, if I have to be unbiased, obviously I want the Steelers to be there. Yeah. Um, I think their problems are fixable, but keep into it. I, you know, the Bills are another team that I kind of had spot on last year. Um, I might have had their wins and losses a little bit whack, but I thought they would go 13 and three, and they did. And uh, I was high on Josh Allen, and he was way better than even I thought he was going to be. And um, I don't see the Bills going away. I think they're 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 built to last in this league. And if Josh Allen can play, you know, what he's been doing, I don't see any reason to pick pick against the Bills. Yeah, that's a great pick. I mean, I was between the Bills and the, and the Titans. And, and if you guys are listening, Titans, Colts, if they can get Carson Wentz, I believe are a problem. Uh, we don't know where to show. That's why it's way too early because yep. the Colts have a, so, a huge problem, but it's extremely fixable with the right guy. Yep, Deshaun Watson could still be a Dolphin. I mean, there's just a lot of things that yeah. could happen, but based off what we know right now, yep. I have a rematch. What about the NFC? Uh, for me, and um, again, based off what we know right now, it's Tampa, and a lot of it has to do with the fact of they're, they're losing a lot of pieces, but they have a lot of cap, and Mike Evans has already said, Call me with restructures because I want this team back. Um, there's guys that are be willing to change some things up. Gronk's not going to probably demand $10 million again. There's some money to go around. This team can get a lot of their pieces back. And for me, the second team, watch out. It's the Rams. They got, they got that QB. The only problem I had with them all year this past year, I wasn't able to pull the trigger because of the QB situation. They got a good one. I'm super ecstatic to see what the Rams can be this year. I uh, I agree. I was when you started the segment. I was really hoping you wouldn't say the Rams, so we had different oh. answers. But uh, yeah, that's okay. Um, I do think it's the Rams as well. Uh, give give that team, you know, that defense a Matt Stafford caliber quarterback working with Sean McVay. You know, a lot of people want to say show how good you can be. I think he will. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a situation where show how good you can be and you know he's average. I look at Matt Stafford to have career numbers. I look at yep. the Rams to, to win 13 games. I look for the Rams to, to make a real push. So they have, uh, they've already got the defensive player of the year on their defense. So uh, might as well just make it to the <laughs> NFC championship game. Oh, you're so, you're so funny. All right. We're going to play a game. Okay. 
a lot of people watching like, oh, Brad's salty AF, man. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm salty, dude. Kill me, dude. Get out of here. Uh, we're going to play a game. Okay. Uh, there's 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, what did I say? 12? 12, I believe, was your number. 12 of them do not have a Super Bowl. And he sprung this on me, you guys. This wasn't yeah. no, yeah, no this Brad. Was not, this was not planned. Get after okay. it. Um, 12 teams don't have a Super Bowl win. In the next five years, here's the question. Are you in or are you out on whether or not they can win a Super Bowl in five years? Okay. Uh, You can take everything into consideration, but the only thing I don't want you to do is tell yourself, well, if they land a Hall of Fame level quarterback, that's stop. That's not realistic. But realistically, if what they can have, what they could draft, what coaching changes they've made, can this team win a Super Bowl in five years? You ready? Yeah. Let's start with the first one. The Arizona Cardinals. Do they have an open Super Bowl window? Are you in? Are you out? Five years. Five years. I think I'm out. Really? Um, I think I'm out because... I'm not going to anticipate Russell Wilson just leaving because of his latest comments. Um, Matt Stafford's going to be there. Russell Wilson's going to be there. The 49ers, I truly still believe, are the best coach team in that division. I think their division's too tough. Um, For them to make the playoffs, I think they could. But once you get in there, I think the Cardinals need a lot of pieces. I guess could they? Yes, but like I, I don't, I don't think so. like. I guess that's where the question is. Could they? Is that the question? That's could the they? question. In five years, could they? Yes, the Cardinals could. There is. Okay. I'm not saying no way. So yes, the Cardinals could because okay. they have the quarterback, star wide receiver. They have a young coach. Um, they're going to have more draft cap space. Um, could they? Yes, but I would put that at unlikely. Um, I'm in on this. I think they do have a Super Bowl in the five years. A possibility. I'm not saying they're going to, but right, they have right, a possibility. Yeah, and so not this this year coming up because we're expected to have a decrease in cap. But the following year, your 2022 season, there is supposed to be a large increase because of the decrease this year for the first time ever. And then on top of the increase. So there's supposed to be almost like a double increase. They're going to be on a rookie quarterback contract still. Okay. I think that could be the year where they go out and blow it up, like put everything around Kyler, put you know defensive pieces in there. Maybe people had cap casualties. This team could benefit from that jump. I'm going with a yes for them. Moving on. The Atlanta Falcons. Are you in or are you out in a Super Bowl in five years? I'm out. Um, I don't think Matt Ryan can get it done. Um, and by the time they find a new quarterback, they got to fix the defense still. And they've got to go through Tampa in their own division for at least the next couple years. The Panthers are on the rise. Um, the saints are still well coached. I believe, you know, they'll figure something out. I, I say no for the Falcons. I don't think there's a chance that they win a super bowl in the next five years. This one's extremely borderline for me. But I'm going to say in for the simple fact of Drew Brees will be retired, Tom Brady will be retired, and I don't even know who the Panthers quarterback is, but I'm not 
basing it off that. In four years, Matt Ryan could be the most veteran quarterback there. Unfortunately, they probably won't have Julio Jones. It's possible. I'll leave it at possible. It is so borderline, though. It is. It is I'm not even arguing that you said no, because I could see that. But it's there's a lot benefiting around them, but there's a lot of problems, too. I, they could very easily just be an 8-8 eight eight team for the next five years. Mm-hmm. But they but they could also maybe take one jump if Matt Ryan's not willing to take forty million dollars on his next contract extension and things of that such nature. Buffalo Bills. Yes, absolutely. I thought they could do it this year. They're not declining. You know, I don't know who all the twelve teams are, but I think this might be the easiest. Yes, just off the top of my head, it, it I don't even think spoilers. there's not even much explaining to do here. Buffalo Bills. Yep. They had the four falls and they've never won one right that's heartache yeah so i'm 100 percent agreeing i made a comment um it's probably been over a month ago that i thought in five years josh allen could be the best quarterback in the league i stand by that there's definitely a possibility uh if that's the case buffalo definitely has every every year for the next five years a chance to win the super bowl carolina panthers yes um and i only say that because i think they have you know, you talked about the Tom Brady, Drew Brees being gone, uh, the quarterback situation. I think even if it's Teddy or if they view a guy better than Teddy, I think it'll be better than what the Falcons have in terms of a full team. Um, I like what Matt Rule's done with drafting on the defense. He's got a few more drafts. Um, they got Christian McCaffrey. I just I like what the Panthers are doing. And after a one-year turnaround with Matt Rule, I'm very excited to see what he can do with two, three, four, five years. And um, I think we start seeing the Panthers back in the playoffs sooner than later. And once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. You know me with the Panthers this year. I've been on them, but I actually disagree. I think this is a no for me. I think there's, they're just too young. And right now, they need something that, I do, again, I'm not going to try to predict they're going to have. Um, and they don't have that. They don't even have a quarterback. And it's so hard for me to say this team's going to win a Super Bowl when I don't even know who their quarterback's going to be this coming season. It's too much for me right now. Uh, I have to say no on them. Cincinnati Bengals. No. I say no only for the fact is, um, you know, it's going to be hard for me to say yes to some AFC teams because the AFC is just so good. Um, when you look right inside division, I'm not even going to bring the Steelers up right now. There would be a huge question mark. But between the Ravens and Browns, they've been beating up on the Bengals pretty good You know, the last few years. I really like what they're doing with Joe Burrow. And the more pieces, get them an offensive line, maybe the Bengals can start to do a little more. But the Bengals in the next five years are not going to be the one seed. And that means they're going to have to have multiple playoff games against the Titans, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Ravens, you know, Dolphins, maybe Colts, teams that I'm missing maybe. But I don't think they have a chance to make the playoffs and then win three straight games against them and then beat the best NFC team theoretically. I don't think the Bengals in the next five years are going to do it. I agree with you. Uh, this team, for me, Cincinnati, it's, it's not going to be because of Burrow. Cincinnati, first off, is not a desirable place to go. So even when they have a ton of cap room, 
it's it's going to be really hard for them to really land a bunch of guys. In my opinion, this is going to have to be a organization that builds completely from the ground up, kind of like the Packers were for a long time where they almost never signed free agents. They just paid the guys they drafted and kept it moving, kept it moving. Um, Cincinnati, I think in order to get some sort of Super Bowl championship under Burrow, it's going to have to come in like year seven, eight, nine, ten deep. It's going to have to yeah. be a well-oiled machine for so long that people want to come to Burrow maybe at the end of their years and stuff like that. I will say, though, maybe you guys agree, maybe you don't, but week five, the Bengals are a good watch. If yeah. you turn on the one yeah. o'clock window, they're, they're, they're no longer a team where you're like, you just never watch the Bengals and only Browns, Ravens, and Steelers fans watch the Bengals outside of the Bengals fans. They're an interesting team. They've got pieces on offense, and the defense is improving. Um, what What's his name? Zach Taylor. Is that his name? The the, the head coach? Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's been doing a good job, and the Bengals are on the rise, but I don't think they're going to sniff Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, that's another thing. As much as, you know, you said Zach Taylor is doing a good job, and I, I think I agree, I don't know that his job's safe because this league, NFL – has truly always stood for not for long. And if you don't win games this league, it doesn't matter how good of a job you're doing. You're typically gone. I will say this. Yeah. And I will say this, the, the, the Bengals have been the one, the one team outside of the Patriots coaching changes in the last 20 years, they've had one and it was just recently. So they, they do kind of stay loyal to their guy, but at the same time, it's like, wasn't it just Marvin Lewis? Well, I was just saying the Steelers, they've had Bill Cowher and then Mike Tomlin. One. One, yes, you guys, for sure. Um, so I will say that the Bengals have known to give their coaches full time, but at the same token, who knows? Yeah, I get uh, that. For sure. The Browns. Yes. Um, Kevin Stefanski won coach of the year. Um, Baker Mayfield seemed to button it up. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what goes on with the OBJ situation, but if they play how they played offensively this year and can add Odell Beckham Jr. and continue to play how they did this year, it's an offensive league. And with that offense, you can do anything. And if their offense is ready, that means they can really go in and focus their draft on defense. They already get Grant Delpit back, who unfortunately missed. They get uh, Greedy Williams back at corner. That's helpful. They just need to... to to get a few holes patched up on defense and nobody wants to play the Browns, especially with the way Baker played that second half of the season. They've got their quarterback. They've got an elite pass rusher. They've got a good offense. And, you know, they were 11 and five win team this year. There's no reason to say in the next five, they couldn't be in the Super Bowl. Completely agree. Um, the only way I would say that I would swap it to a no is if they try to pull some stuff where they make Baker the highest paid QB in the league. As long as they don't try and do something crazy like that and they keep him within a reasonable contract, I think this is a, a top a top five AFC team every year. Because if they're not winning their division, they're going to be right there in that wild card discussion. They're that good. So I agree with you. Lions. No. 100% agree. Train I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, right. If you're a Lions fan watching, maybe you wanted me I'm, to. Or I'm maybe really you're glad sorry. I'm not. But Yeah. You guys just hired a coach that I'm not even sure is going to make it through this contract. You don't know who your quarterback's going to be next year. We can't possibly try and predict a Super Bowl out of this team. Houston Texans. No. 
No, and honestly, maybe we're not supposed to do this. Deshaun Watson's not a Texan. They yeah. are in their complete rebuild is in a complete rebuild. I yeah. I think their their situation is so bad. I could honestly see the Houston Texans not being a franchise. Like I no no. I mean, I could see it moving to a different city. I I, I, I seriously I know potentially think that's mean, an option. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny they're back to back. I may have seemed to dismiss the Lions like it was nothing. I think the Lions will win a Super Bowl before the Texans. Right now, if you ask me, I would put money on the Lions before the Texans. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I agree. You you nailed it. Jacksonville Jaguars. Once you make the playoffs, anything's possible. In the next five years, the Jaguars will have a few playoff appearances under um, Urban Meyer. They're going to have Trevor Lawrence. They're going to have a good offense, again, in an offensive league. Um, it is tough because you're in the AFC. And inside the division, you have Titans and Colts. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It, it, you know, there's a possibility that it goes in the tank. It's a failed experiment. Urban Meyer doesn't pan out. But one, if if you can – I'm answering this question since it's could they – win a Super Bowl in the next five years, that means they'd have to make the playoffs. And I believe the Jaguars will. But it will take – it would be a miracle run to run through the AFC, which is a gauntlet right now, as the Jacksonville Jaguars after watching them win only one game. But I do have I do have a lot of confidence in the coaching staff that they just brought in, the quarterback they'll bring in to be able to turn this franchise around. And I think it'll be a fun team to watch and a huge talking point. And everybody, you know, even if it's not on the big screen, they'll have that little side screen, you know, what's going on with the Jaguars. 100% agree. Um, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Baker Lamar. Baker and Lamar. I'm forgetting, guys. All these guys have been drafted in the last couple of years, and they're working. Trevor's going to work, too. I just know it. I don't even have to think about it anymore. Is he going to be – I don't want to say Tom Brady because that's so stupid. Is, is he, he going to be what he was at college? Like those kind of numbers? Yeah, is Maybe he going to throw for 300 a game? I don't know. But if he could be – if he can be, even be Andrew Luck, the Jacksonville Jaguars can be good with Urban Meyer. They're, they have a window. It's, it's open, yes. Five years, yes, they can. Yes. Chargers, L.A. Chargers. Yes. I like their quarterback, love their roster. Um, we'll see what the new coach can do. Um, I'm really praying that Derwin James can be healthy because, man, is he fun to watch. He came in his rookie year, blew up the league, and then blew up his knee. Like, it, he's what? missed two full seasons. But, you know, where the where the Chargers have failed to be good is in the middle of the field on defense. And that wasn't a problem when they had Derwin James. That was a season they went 12-4, and four, made it to the postseason. And uh, I believe the Titans took them down, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, um, I really like this Chargers team. I was off this year. My predictions about their defense. But um, you guys were here at the podcast. You know, I was all in on Justin Herbert. I loved what he did at Oregon. I, I was a big big advocate of what he did at the Senior Bowl. I, I was so far as to say that the Bengals – would and should take Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. And, you know, he, he went to a team that, that had a, a good roster and a coach who 
who seemed to know what he was doing. And, you know, if that doctor doesn't stab a lung, maybe we don't get to see Justin Herbert this fast. But everything happened for a reason. And, and Justin Herbert, I mean, what can you say about what you saw from him? They have their quarterback. And this team does have playoff appearances in their future. 100% agree. I don't really have any more to add than you just did. Great young quarterback, loaded roster. Um, the only thing is they have a brand new coach. That's the only like iffy thing that I'm just not, you know, we just never know anymore, but uh, everything else checks out. So it's definitely open. Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Um, and that's simply because, you know, the Bears, if, if they don't get a new quarterback, um, I like Mitch Trubisky more than some people do, but I just think there's some deeper problems with that team. But if they do figure it out, you know, they made the playoffs this year, but the Lions take them out of the picture. I think the Vikings had an off year and still were one game out of the playoffs. They started like one in five or something like that this year and were still able to make a push for the playoffs. Um, I think the team's going to be fine. I think they just need maybe a cornerback. Patrick Peterson's out on the market. I'm not saying they will go get him, but if they can, if they can shore up that secondary a little bit, they've got pass rushers. You know, they they've got Dalvin Cook in that receiving core, Thielen and Jefferson. Um, I like the Vikings. I think they could win a Super Bowl. I again, a lot of these teams, I'm saying yes. It's still on the. You know, I doubt they will. But could they? Yes. I think their 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 name is in the ring when you talk about teams that'll be in the playoffs. I'm out on them. I just uh could they be a playoff team? Yes, but for me that doesn't I know you're like anything can happen, but ten and six, eleven and eleven and five is just it's just their ceiling. They're just not any better than that. Um they're you know I don't have the stat in front of me, but at this point, it, it's like over 10 years in a row where a team has won the Super Bowl without paying their running back um, in the top 10. And they're paying their running back top five money. Uh, their quarterback is getting paid uh, amounts that he really shouldn't be. Right. Uh, their coaching staff has uh, taken a step back defensively for sure, and that was definitely one of their strong suits. Um, they lost Kevin Stefanski, which clearly matters at this point. Um, I'm out on the Vikings. I think they're they're farther than five years away because they need something that I can't predict they're going to get. So, last team. Ready? Tennessee Titans. Yeah, absolutely. They're one of the top teams in the AFC. Um, they've got one of the most fascinating players in the league in Derrick Henry. Um, really the only weakness to his game is whatever that hair thing is that's coming out of the back of his helmet. It looks a little weird. But Derrick Henry leads that team. They're the, they're the one true team. I'll say them and the Panthers are the only two teams that are led by their running back specifically. That's where the – if they have a bad game, the team loses. Um, but he's still a monster. A.J. Brown's been fantastic. Corey Davis started to come alive. Uh, Mike Vrabel, we talked about how good of a coach he is. You know, he 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 has an advantage a lot of times. He's been fantastic. And that defense improved. They went out and got a corner. They've showed they're not afraid to move in free agency. Um, Tannehill, since leaving Gase, we know what he's been. So the Titans are absolutely a team that 
I would say every year for the next five years, you would be shocked if they missed the playoffs. It's kind of expected that they get there. And then, you know, AFC Championship game, Super Bowl aspirations, which they've been very close the last two years. Uh, I completely agree. Ryan Tannehill um, is not overpaid. And even if you think he is, his numbers were as good as Patrick Mahomes over the last 26 games since he's become the starter of the Titans. So um, regardless of his contract, he's played well. They have the best running back in football. Um, as long as they either tag or resign him again, which I would assume they will. Their biggest problem this year was pass rusher. And I'm not saying that pass rushers are a dime a dozen, but that's a pretty fixable problem. If your only issue is you don't have a fast pass rusher, you can usually go get a guy in the draft or pay somebody a free agency. Um, they probably will lose Corey Davis this year, but um, personally, I think they're, they already had one big receiver and I think that was a flaw of theirs having two. They need to go get a speedster. And they have one of the best young coaches in the entire league. So, yeah, I think it's open. Yeah, when you look at the uh, at the Titans needing, like, an outside linebacker slash end for a pass rusher, Yeah, I mean, those guys aren't going to win defensive player of the year, but they can certainly be very good, and they're out there. So, Yeah. All, all you need is, is some pressure, and they weren't able to get any. They let, I think they led the league in the least amount of sacks. They were, they were last in the league in sacks, essentially. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, there was at one point, I think, uh, T.J. Watt had more sacks than the entire Titans team. I think that was being shared around. I think when he reached, like, 15, they only had 14 or something like that. And it was like, that's just incredible. Yeah. Well, dude, the 2020 football season's a wrap. Yeah, um... I hope you guys uh, had fun listening uh, while we talk about NFL. And NFL's far from over. You know, we got our, uh, you know, start looking forward now to to the draft process coming up here in, in about a couple months. They do. And then free agency's I, next month. Free agency starts. And yeah. I know everybody, uh, everybody seemed to have opinions and tune in when we did, uh, you know, division breakdowns and record predictions. So NFL's something that'll survive, you know, through the whole season. And, NBA's in full swing right now. Um, we might start picking up on some more podcasts outside of the sports, maybe some WWE. You know, soccer's in full swing right now. Um, hockey's in full swing. Baseball spring training's coming March, up. So March Madness is coming right up. Yep. Although football's over, the sports world, even with COVID, is very much alive. And you know, there's going to be topics, and we're excited to talk about them. And Hopefully you guys listen and you guys can message us and you know talk on the Facebook page and we can we can discuss. Absolutely. And we will be back, if not this week, definitely next week with an NBA pod, a full NBA pod. And uh, we're going to talk some basketball. And obviously we'll keep an eye on Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz and all, all, the all the quarterbacks. All of them. Nobody's safe. <laughs> Nobody is safe. Patrick Mahomes, he's about the only one safe. Yeah. If toe surgery goes wrong, they might need to replace him. Yeah, they cut his toe off on accident. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been real. Thanks. Share the pod. Um, if you like it, give us five stars on Apple. Tell your friends about it. Tell them good or bad, regardless. Um, as always, it's been real. Go Patriots. Yep. Go Manchester United. We're moving on. (laughs) Tom Brady's a goat.